Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. John Hinchliffe is the head of talent at Jampan and also the founder of the GLDC. That's the Global Learning and Development Community. John is passionate about all things learning and development and really cares about the people in the network he's created. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, John. Thanks a lot for having me. Now, before we start talking about networking in particular, I'd love to know a bit about your background. You've worked in the learning and development arena for a number of years. So what was it that drew you to this sector originally? Gosh, it's, um, it actually comes from my time in banking. So I started out thinking that being a banker was going to be the best career kind of role for me. So I studied it in university and then I found out actually doing the job, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so I started actually giving like mentoring to our new starters, really started to enjoy that interaction and really helping people. That was a big thing for me. And so from that, I managed to get a temporary position as a trainer within mm. the bank. And then that turned permanent. And then I did three years of face-to-face, but within that, then I started to get involved in digital learning. So I started having like chance opportunities to use software, so some authoring tools, some screen recording, and then I just started to really love that. So I started to really hone my craft, started to learn it on evenings and weekends and Google searches galore and going through all forums trying to figure out how on earth do you actually do that. And then I was very fortunate. I got a position as an instructional designer and really I've grown my career from there so joining e-learning organizations you know writing their standards putting in place their templates how they work how people do what they do so we have best practices involved best practice sharing uh, goodness I've been on the board of directors for the e-learning network which is one of the biggest uh, not-for-profits uh, within the e-learning industry so helping about 4,000 members around the world really understand what good learning is and I've worked freelancing and also here in the UK out in the UAE and really for me it's just been about expanding my career within digital learning and just trying to grow each year be better and also do better so help as many people as possible. Mm. And I guess that hasn't just been within banking has it you've worked in other other sectors too now? Absolutely. I mean, goodness, I've I've worked in academia, I've worked in retail, I've touched on so many different subjects. I mean, goodness, I've done modern slavery all the way through to diabetic feet. Wow. So, yeah, kind of quite a range there. <laughs> Definitely. So you're currently working at, at Jampan. So tell me about what Jampan do and your role within the company. Yeah, so Jampan is one of the leading digital marketplaces for freelancers and organizations. So bringing those two together whereby they need learning solutions. And I've known Jampan since its creation. So I've known David, the CEO, since he started it. And I actually started getting my freelance instructional designers and project managers and graphic designers from him years ago. Mm. And then when I moved into freelancing, he was amazing and actually got me my first gig. And that was just such a great experience. And then coming back to the UK after my time in the UAE, me and him had kept in contact. 
And he said, look, I really want somebody to look after our people. We have mm. over a thousand freelancers, but I really want somebody who's going to take care of them, who knows good e-learning and is actually going to care, really care about them and also our clients. So I came on board as talent manager. I came through, so I look after over 1,000 freelancers and I help our internal team really put together the best talent for their requirements to their clients. So we look after some of the biggest companies in the world to make sure that they have the talent that they need to meet their learning solutions. But then I was six months in and I got promoted to head of talent and I've got a little mini team under me and I really look at the marketing. How do we evolve our freelancers? So not only are they on our books, but also how do we help them be the best that they can be? And also how can they be aware of what's going on in the industry? Because if you are a team of one, it's really difficult to understand what the industry wants mm. of you at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned caring there. Now, you clearly care very much about the L&D community. I mean, so much that you have set up this network that we're going to talk about now, because I know you from the global learning and development community. How did GLDC come about and why do you do it in the first place? Um, so, yeah, I think when it comes to caring, I remember when I started out in e-learning and it was so incredibly difficult to find the right people for free. I didn't have a budget. Mm. So find the right people for free, be able to chat with them, learn from them, and also get the resources that you need for free. And this was something that always baffled me why this wasn't being shared. And so I started doing little things in the UK. And then when I moved to the UAE, I got in touch with people and I said, oh, where are the groups? Where are the, you know, like the ELNs or whatever so that I can actually get to meet people? And I've got frankly told they don't exist mm. or you have to pay for them. And it was just such a horrible thought that the only way that I'm going to meet people is by having to pay for it. Mm. So I'm really a person that looks at things and goes, right, if it doesn't exist, I'm going to make it. Mm. I've got that kind of mentality. And so I looked through my network and I put it out on LinkedIn and I just said, look, I am going to drive an hour and a half from the desert to Dubai I'm going to be at this bar. If you want to come meet people, come meet. It's completely free. And yeah, I'll be there. And so a lot of people were questioning, is this just a freemium scheme? So is it that I'm going to turn up and he's going to, you know, introduce us and then say, oh, it's going to be 10 pounds mm. or, oh, it's actually this. And so a lot of people didn't come the first one because they were really just worried. They wanted to see, you know, what was going to happen. But six people took the chance to come along and I gave them so much value. I told them everything I know about, you know, the last 12 years of learning. I gave them my Udemy course for free. You know, if they wanted it, I just gave and gave and gave. And from that, people then saw, you know, what? actually he was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And so the next one we had, I think it was 17 people. Then the next one after that was 30 something and it grew and it grew and it was just people coming together for free and you know, the weird thing was for me, you know, people were coming and people were crying because they were so thankful that they had an opportunity to meet like-minded people and meet people for free without there being kind of an undertone of being sold to. That yeah. was something that I was very, very upfront with people about. And then COVID happened. And so I thought, okay, 
I can either stop this dead or we've got this wonderful internet thing and Zoom's really growing. How about I learn Zoom, I try and figure out how on earth I put together an event and the processes. So do I create an Eventbrite and then put that on LinkedIn and then link it through to a Zoom and then learn breakout rooms? And so it was really a real learning curve for me in the beginning. But once again, I just put it out there on LinkedIn and said, look, if you want to meet people, and I thought it doesn't have to be just UAE specific because this is the internet. Yeah. Anybody can join it. Yep. And so I put it out there. And the first one, I think we had about 35 people. 35 people joined. There was the UK. There was some US. There was Sweden. And literally from the beginning, it was once again just setting ground rules. Just saying, look, you're among friends. There's no selling. Just be here to be yourself and learn from each other. And life gets easy when you're being yourself. Mm. And, you know, when you know you're not going to be sold to, your guard comes down and you can just chat, have jokes. Yeah. And along the way, you know, I learned how long should the breakout rooms be? What's the formula? What what information to give people there and then? What to give people afterwards? And, you know, that kind of initial formula of two breakout rooms, family photo, so having a group <laughs> photo, a quiz, and then spending the time thanking people afterwards, which is a completely manual task, but it's something that I care about a lot. That has stood the test of time. That's been going, you know, over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I joined you in about September, October time last year. And um, yeah, I love it. You know, I keep coming back and that that quiz, it can get quite competitive, can't it? It really can. <laughs> it's quite surprising how lovely people are towards each other before then. And then it gets really competitive. <laughs> no, it's great. Now, that, that's the um, that's the Zoom part of, of the network. But there's also a Slack channel. So what happens on there? Yeah. So, I mean, that was the thing with the meetups. The meetups were one day per week. You know, it was an hour of people's lives. But... Whilst we were isolating, you know, you've still got all that time where you're not talking to people. And if you're not really extrovert or you're not really going out there on LinkedIn, it can be pretty quiet. So I created the Slack channel just as an option for people. You know, I thought maybe there'll be 40, 50 people that want to use it. Now we're in around 600 people <laughs> on the Slack channel. And really, it's there so that people can share their details if they want to network. So share your LinkedIn. Also within there, you can share any questions that you need answers to. So if you're going for an interview and you're really curious how people do particular things, you can ask people and you'll get people from all different walks of life. And that's the really wonderful thing about the GLDC is the range. You have, you know, people who are teachers transitioning into instructional design. You have people that have been doing it a few years, you have people that have, you know, built some of the biggest e-learning companies that there are just hanging out, mm. just chatting to people. And so you've got that. And then also in addition to this, you've got a recipes section because people <laughs> love talking about food and showing what they're eating. And there are people from all over the world. Have you counted up how many different countries we are now? Oh, I really haven't. I know we're every continent apart from Antarctica. That's that's the thing that I do know. But I mean, it, it is always wonderful when new faces come up and you say, you know, where are you from? And it's like, oh, I'm joining you from St. Bart's. Oh, I'm joining you from, you know, India, Goa, Bali, Maldives. I mean, it's just such a wonderful thing. And I always love it when people join 
and they'll talk to someone and they'll be like, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm here. Oh, you live 10 minutes away from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that does happen. I've, I've seen that happen in the breakout rooms. People say, oh, yeah, you're, you're just up the road. <laughs> yeah. And I, I see a lot of the same faces every week. So what is it, do you think, that, that keeps people coming back? I think it's the fact that somehow, some way, we've built a very open and warm environment mm. for people to come into. A really kind of friendly, friendly social group whereby everybody kind of from the get-go is in that smiley, happy nature. I mean, it's a really, it's it's something that I'm ever so, I can't really say I'm proud of because it's not me. It's everybody doing it. It's them being themselves and just turning up, having a smile on their face. And it's kind of, if you think, if you went to a physical networking event, would you rather join the group who have scowls on their face <laughs> And, you know, have their arms crossed. Or would you want to go to the ones whereby they're dressed up in Harry Potter outfits, <laughs> having a laugh? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the themes are um, <laughs> do make it a lot of fun, too. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's one amazing thing is, you know, really giving people the absolute right to be themselves. Mm. You know, a full, a full on green for go. Be yourself. Be your authentic self. And I think, you know, I mean, obviously we're doing business, you know, business is what we're in, you know, we're in the business of L&D, but if providing that environment whereby people can be wholeheartedly themselves, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic thing. Yeah. Now, as you mentioned earlier on, it's, it's not about selling and you very much discourage people from selling uh, during the meetings, but business does get done and there have been some good success stories, haven't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the thing, you know, if, you know, you're somebody who is looking to get into the world of L&D or you've just been made redundant and you're an experienced, let's say, for example, instructional designer, people have actually gotten jobs from having conversations with people. Freelancers have gotten jobs and gotten gigs from, you know, having conversations with people because there is a natural just, you know, people are vibing and each understands what each other can do and because there's no real formality to it you get a real good understanding of how well you're going to work with somebody so you know there's been people able to get jobs people able to get gigs but also I think a wonderful thing and this is you know when we think about our careers people expanding their actual networks in a really great way I mean, people having friendships outside of the group, people going for coffee, which seems so odd <laughs> in the times that we're living in. But in Toronto, we have an absolutely fantastic group that are actually there and they've gone out for coffee with each other. And yeah. so, you know, learning. I've had people come through and the thing that they've asked is, how much smarter am I going to be from attending this? How much, you know, how much is this going to you know, benefit me? And I said, it's going to enrich you as much as you put in. Because mm -hmm. that's it. It's it's a two-way street. If you're going to be completely open and you're going to give, 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 you're going to get, get, get. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that that's, that's the way the networking works, isn't it? The more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. Exactly. And that is, you know, that is really networking for everything. This isn't just GLDC. This is everything. Yeah. 
Um, I gave a keynote a few months back, which was Give, 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 Practitioner's Guide to Social Networking. And it's really interesting how you look at the most successful people on LinkedIn and it's the people who are giving the most information away. Yeah. You know, it's not the people who are being secretive and, you know, sneaky, sneaky. It's here's 10 ways to do this, you know, really proving that you can do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And it's really, you know, that's a massive, massive thing for people is, you know, having confidence yeah. in who they're going to utilize. So, yeah, I think it's it's the way forward. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that, that you've been a speaker, but you have provided speaking opportunities for the GLDC. Tell me about the conference that you organized. Yeah, that was quite a wild idea I had. Um and a heck of a lot of work too. So um, like I was saying with me being out in the UAE, if something didn't exist, I wanted to make it. And I would speak to a lot of the people who would come through from GLDC or I do a lot of mentoring or I actually just give a lot of time who are new, you know, for people who are new in the careers and they just say, look, um, is there any chance that, you know, I could trouble you for five, 10 minutes and I'll have an hour call with them. Mm. And, you know, people will say, I've always wanted to speak at a conference, but, you know, I can't speak to them because I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Or this conference requires previous speaking experience yeah. and I can't get that experience yep. without having experience. And so it's just a really difficult situation for them. So I just said, OK, I'm going to do a conference where all the speakers are first time speakers. So it wasn't a conference about how to be a conference speaker, it was, here's your first shot. Yeah. Let's let's give you that. Um, I've never put on a conference before, <laughs> which was <laughs> the silly thing. I've never, you know, done something to that extent. I put on small events whereby people come through, a couple of speakers, really nice and easy. And in the beginning, I was really curious and I thought, goodness, if I can get maybe 10, 12 speakers, I'll be happy. And then I got through 70 submissions. <laughs> And so it was going through those. It was seeing where are people better in a panel? Where are people best in a long session, shorter session? What does their content look like? How can we help them? So then arranging mentors in addition to that to help them. Then there was, you know, this was all in conjunction with L&D Cares. So doing a collaboration. Now, collaborations are a really rare thing in L&D because everybody's very precious about what they do and mm -hmm. like IP and things like that. Yep. I just thought, why don't we disrupt this and we'll yeah. do a collab? So I really love when you see like sneakers and things like that and collaborations. And I thought, let's just do a collab. I'm not romantic about it being just GLDC, not just John. I thought, as long as the outcome's right, it's right. Yeah. So collaborated with L&D Cares. They're a great bunch. Had volunteers from the GLDC and just made it happen. So we had volunteers in the background, you know, making sure all the technical stuff was done. We had a site. We had all of our speakers prepared. Everything technically worked. And that was a two-day conference over a Friday and a Saturday. So once again, disrupting because people might not have been able to make the Friday, but they could potentially attend Saturday. Yeah. And so it was that. It was just one of the craziest things that I've done so far is, you know, dedicate, oh goodness, it was like three months <laughs> dedication to making that happen. But now you have 
in the end, we had 48 speakers who are now no longer first-time mm. speakers. Yeah, and that will help them to get further gigs in, in the future, won't it? I mean, that really was the thing. We had one person straight afterwards, one of their co-workers was actually watching their session in the conference and said, I never knew you wanted to do this. Let's start a podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, it's. I really am so excited to find out a year on you know, where where did this journey take people? Yeah. Now, I guess that, you know, GLDC wouldn't have grown to the extent it has and the conference wouldn't happen have happened and so on without the pandemic. So how do you see the future now that we're starting to go back a bit more face to face? Do you think this is going to continue in, in the way it has done over the last year or so? Um, that's an incredible question, really is. And the thing is, there's a lot of unknowns to that. I mean, the pandemic, absolutely. This was made, you know, for the pandemic, mm. you know, and it really had great success. I mean, goodness, we had sessions where over 100 people yeah. <laughs> came. I, I actually had to turn people away. But, you know, obviously people are starting to get their lives back and people are starting to, you know, have that freedom. And so it doesn't become a priority. However, there has from the actual creation of this being a core unit of people who are there every week that's become their routine. Mm. And a big thing for me, and you know, this is a lot of focus that I need to do is I need to look at the version two of this. I actually, you know, when I get some time to myself, <laughs> because I don't really stop, you know, as we were talking about this, you know, whilst I was doing the conference, I was also speaking at another conference. I was also doing a full-time job. I was also running the community. And also I was purchasing a house <laughs> all at the same time. And it's coming up to the point where I just need to have some time whereby I stop and really take on board what this is and how do I just take everything away and what would a version two look like. Mm. So version two is something that I learned from David Wood who is CEO of Jampan. And it's really, if you could start knowing everything that you know, if you could start again, what do you do? Yeah. So just, just finally then, John, if people are interested in finding out more about you, about Jampan or how to join GLDC, where can they find you? Yeah, so they can pretty much find me living on LinkedIn. And if they want to find out about Jampan, then go to jam-pan.com. And if they want to learn about the GLDC, then you can go to mygldc.org. Lovely. Thank you very much, John. That's been fantastic. And I'm sure I'll see you at another GLDC meeting soon. You sure will. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.